Okay. So today, Chavkim Stephen, the day when the absolute rescinding of the decree against the Jews in the times of Purim. So a day when we could rescind a lot of decrees. It's good to learn godliness and bring down blessings. So we are completing today a section of chapter 7. If you're looking inside, it's this chapter, which is long. It's set off. There's no real punctuation in Tanya. But very rarely, as in this chapter, sort of sometimes a chapter is set off in a way of two or more distinct sections. We are completing the first section, we'll call it the first half of this chapter. And the Rebbe says, Based on everything we've said so far, we can understand a verse in Malachi. Ani Hashem Havayeloshinisi. I God did not change. Now, what are we talking about here? We're talking about creation. And when God tells us, I didn't change, I was always the same. I'm unchanging. Before there was creation, me. After creation, me. No change. And we say, what, what does that mean? Before creation, there's just God. After creation, there's God and the world. So that obviously means there's a difference. If we want to say God was added to by the world, or if we would view it as God was diminished by the world, by something other than self. But either way, I mean, obviously there's a change. But God comes along and says, no, I, God, didn't change. There was no change. There's no change at all before and after. How could this so then it says, now we know how there's no change because before creation, what was there? God. Alone. Just him. And after creation, what is there? God. Alone. Just him. No, no, no. Now there's, there's a physical reality and there's four spiritual worlds we know and there are countless spiritual worlds higher than that. We don't, we don't usually discuss in Tanya, but we know they exist also. There's God plus many, many myriads of other spiritual and physical things. And God says, no, it's just me. It's just me. Because everything you see, everything you know about in the spiritual realities, and everything you see or know about in the physical realities, that's all me. There's no change. There's no change. How could there not be change? So the rabbi here develops concept. The rabbi says in the beginning of this section and at the end. They were discussing knowledge and how we are aware of things versus how God is. So by us, I'll start by us. I'm not exactly saying this linearly as I was writing it, but just for the contrast point, there's me. I'm a human being. And I possess a brain. The brain's a part of me. It's not me incompletely. It's a piece of me as the proof, I guess we could say, that I can think one thing and do something very different. People can be hypocritical, or people can know something's right but act differently, or know something's wrong but do it anyway. So the fact that our brain could be different than us is because my brain's not me. It's a piece of me. It's not me. And then, even more removed than that, is all the knowledge in my brain. Because all the knowledge in my brain is things accrued from the outside world. Meaning everything that now I know is something that was outside of me and my mind processed and now entered my mind. So my awareness of everything is an awareness 
from outside in. Things that were outside and came in. So there's me. There's me possessing a brain. The brain is not me, as we said. We know one thing and do differently. And in the brain, there are pieces of knowledge that sure are not me, that came outside of the brain and were absorbed into the brain. And by God, all three of those things are one. He, his thinking processes, to use our term for it, and the knowledge that he's processed and was, is, thinking, all of that's one. That makes no sense to us. True. If you think it makes sense, you're probably not understanding the concept because, of course, it makes no sense to us because when you're in a box, you can't fathom world outside the box. If in our world there's only day, there's only light, always light, we wouldn't be able to fathom the concept of night, of dark. We just couldn't process it because it's not in our world. For us, of course, that, pro- that concept makes a lot of sense because it's in our world. Because we have day and we have night and we have day and we have night. But if it was a world where there was only day, if it was a world where there was only night, we wouldn't even be able to understand what does it mean to become day and then become night. Well, what's going on? So in our world, there's a person. The person possesses a brain. And the brain absorbs knowledge. So we can't really, we could say it, I say it very glibly. But to really understand, how could I be one with my thoughts? I mean, if I was, and everything I think would automatically be my reality, which of course is not, and how could the knowledge be me? If the knowledge is me, then it's not knowledge, it's me. But knowledge means something outside of you. No, in our world, knowledge means something outside of us, not in God's world. So what is God's knowledge? God's knowledge is awareness of self. In other words, just as we absorb information from outside in, from God's end, his knowledge is from inside out. It's knowledge of self, which is expressing outward. And that's what all of creation is. And that's what we can say, as God says, that creation didn't change him at all. Well, before it was only you, and now it's you plus the world, plus myriads of worlds. No, it's just me. But there are myriads of worlds. But all those worlds are me. And every single world exists by virtue of my knowledge of it. And my knowledge of it is an extension, is an expression of myself. By knowing myself, I know every creation and all of its aspects. Because every creation is self, as we've been developing over these past days. With the concept of Havaya, constricted by Elohim, made remote by Adnos. But we kept saying everything in essence, when you go back to it, when it reverts to its origin point, is God. So my awareness of it is my awareness of self. Its existence is a product of me, of my awareness of self that's expressed in it. And truly, therefore, in an ultimate perspective, everything is non-existent, meaning all existence is God. All existence originally is God. All existence ultimately is God. So there is no other existence, even though to our world there seems lots of existences, but there is no other existence. All existence is God. 
Any questions? Okay. Very deep ideas, but when you think them through, they really should make a lot of sense.